I'm Blaine Zimmerman from Circle City Vets, and today on Veteran Cast, we have Scott Melby from Indie Custom Cornhole. The mission of Veteran Cast is to educate, inform, and improve the lives of veterans in our community. This is a podcast hosted and produced by veterans in order to serve our sisters and brothers. Welcome to episode 14 of Veteran Cast. Uh, this week we have Scott Melby from Indie Custom Cornhole. Scott's a Marine vet. Scott, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, Doug and I, are all, as always. In as always. I, and Matt, two weeks in a row. Yeah, I think What's that going on? Matt's about to be gone for a month for some army training. Is so he I trying think, to dry up a little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that we, we may not have Matt as our side man for a little while. Um, but we'll, we'll hold the fort down for him while he's down in Louisiana. So, um, I want to introduce Scott a little bit. So uh, last year I ran a, a charity golf outing for veterans and probably like three days before, uh, I had like a note from, from Scott. I didn't know him at all at the time. And he just said, Hey, I was planning on playing, but the team fell through. And I said, come on anyway, we have scholarships for veterans. Um, I'll throw you on my team and we'll play. And throughout the course of, uh, the round, um, when I was playing, cause I was running all over the place. I played like every third hole or something, uh, got to know Scott pretty well and found out he runs Indy custom cornhole and he's a Marine vet and told me a lot about, I'm not going to steal any of your thunder, told me a lot about the organization and stuff like that. And, you know, for probably a couple months, I've been saying like, we got to get Scott on. Yeah. I think that it'll be, a, it's a nice kind of change of pace from what we normally do, highlighting, you know, specific organizations or VSOs and things like that. Um, and so reached out to Scott a few weeks ago and, and got him on. So Scott, why don't you give us some background on yourself and your time in the Marines and stuff like that before we jump into uh, cornhole? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. I am uh, originally from Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, that's where I was born and raised up until high school. Um, moved to Indianapolis and went to Cathedral High School. I uh, joined the Marine Corps in 1988, uh, went in as a communications technician, uh, did a year in 29 Palms, a year in Okinawa, uh, went to 2nd Marine Division in Camp Lejeune, where we, uh, I was with 3rd Battalion, 10th Marines, we went to Desert Storm. Uh, you, what ship did you take over there? You remember? Uh, we flew. You flew? Yeah, we flew. And then when we got there on uh, New Year's, we flew on Christmas Day of 1990. And on New Year's Eve, our ships full of artillery showed up. And when they were all, so we got to swing sledgehammers in 12 hour shifts in the hull of a ship on the Persian Gulf for New Year's Eve and, and New Year's Day. It's a good way to ring in the New Year. It's a, you know what? It's one of the uh, most memorable yeah. New Year's I've had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, had a had a great time. Uh, really enjoyed being a Marine. Uh, got out in '92 and came back to Indianapolis. Uh, used the communication technician uh, background <clears throat> that I had and uh, went through and uh, did a handful of uh, work for a handful of companies doing. Uh, phone systems, uh, network cabling, um, traveled around a little bit, uh, went ahead and started my own business doing that. 
but uh, you know, and I still have it. Uh, Twenty three years later, I still do. Uh, we don't do phone systems anymore because that's kind of gone by the wayside. But uh, data cabling, Wi Fi, and cameras. So that's you know that's that's fun. That pays actually. It's not that fun. It pays the bills. <laughs> yeah. uh, the reason I and and uh, so uh, I, I in 1998. Moving on to the cornhole now. Yeah. Uh, in 1998, uh, Bud Selig moved the uh, Milwaukee Brewers into the National League. Being a Wisconsin native, um, I saw an opportunity to go to Cincinnati and see them get beat only a couple hours away instead of driving all the way to Milwaukee. Uh, so, and as a true Wisconsin native, get there four hours before the game and tailgate. And uh, that's where I first saw uh, cornhole games. Uh, Cincinnati is where it originated. <clears throat> and uh, I was awful, but I knew I had to have a set, so came back. Uh, and a fellow Marine, uh, my best friend uh, Jay, very handy wood, wood make, uh, woodworker. Mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew if I just laid out what I had seen, he could, he could make it happen, so... We built a couple sets for ourselves. You know, we were in our twenties. We had plenty of parties. This was great, uh, and every and I noticed that everybody had the same reaction I did. Everybody loved the game. Everybody wanted to play. People wanted to borrow my sets, have us build sets. And I said, you know what, this is great. So we started building sets, and um, the Pacers were one of our first big clients. Uh, it's funny because nobody knew the game. It wasn't. In 1998, people didn't know it here. Yeah. So I would take it to down on South Street, and people on their way to Lucas Oil Stadium or uh, might have been was it the Hoosier Probably Dome? Hoosier Dome, in yeah. yeah, yeah, or the RCA Dome, whatever. RCA Dome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I just tried to get in high traffic areas and and play this tailgating game and have people nice. ask me what yeah. is that, and I'd hand them cards. And uh, a vice president from the Fever came by, and she's like, "This is awesome. What is this?" And um, so they were Pacers were one of our first big clients. That was great. Did a bunch of sets for them and the Fever. Um, and fast forward a few years, um, noticing that we have awful weather seven months of the year. All right, maybe not awful, but not going outside to play sure. cornhole yeah. for at least seven months of the year. Um, I approached. Uh, Fox and the Hound in uh, 2006 and said, hey, uh, you got space in here. We should we should have indoor cornhole over the winter. I, I know people that would play. And sure enough, we started doing a weekly event there. And event, over the years, I've run uh, a lot of different bars, weekly events. I've run thousands of tournaments. Um, I'm involved with um, a couple of national organizations doing competitive tournaments um it, it's it's a lot of fun i've had a good time with it yeah so uh i mean it's you essentially shifted from making cornhole sets for some friends and then for you know random people that you saw at, at colts games we, into we should ratchet it back a little bit okay because we have people like me that before i moved to indiana and oh yeah have no clue what cornhole is, is. up We're, and up okay <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like a safe version of lawn darts. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Horseshoes. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you want to go ahead and explain what exactly how cornhole is played? Sure. How about if I uh, should I take it back to uh, Cincinnati when I saw the game? I maybe. Yeah. yeah. I guess Cincinnati kind of sucks, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, 
yeah, in Cincinnati tailgating, uh, people were playing this game, and it's uh, two wooden boxes that are about two foot wide by four foot long. Uh, the back end of the board is a foot off the ground, so it's got a slant to it, and it's got a six-inch hole, and each team has four corn-filled bags. And if you throw your bag onto the board, you get a point, and if you get it in the hole, you get three points. So it's cancellation scoring, and you play to 21 or higher. Now, again, I was uh, thrilled to play, and I was awful at it, but I knew, you know, in time I could I could figure this out and play. But it's a it's a and and now uh, the game has evolved a bit, where plastic pellets are a little more common, or at, maybe not more, but as common as uh, corn-filled bags now. Yeah, and it's I mean, and it's funny you were explaining the rules. I know that depending on where you play. If it's a party, you know, you're just going to a friend's house. Everybody has different, their own house rules, right? Like mm -hmm. if you play at my house, uh, if you go over 21, you break and you go back to 16. So much and, math though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because my wife and I built a set when we were stationed at Fort Drum, because when we were in college, we played all the time. And it was like, I mean, if you were the guy with the cornhole set, like everybody, you were invited to all the parties. And so I was like, well, we should build a cornhole set. And then people will just come over to the house all the time. And just like you said, when we moved home, family members, friends, if they're going to a family reunion or whatever, they're always like, hey, can we, you still have that cornhole set? Can we borrow it? Um, and they're not, I mean, I'm not a wood maker, wood whittler at all. Um, it wasn't incredibly hard. You know, I'm buy a couple two by fours, buy some plywood, some good plywood. Yeah. Paint. Some good plywood yeah. paint it. My, uh, I painted mine with an American flag on the front, um, put some lacquer on it. We bought some duck cloth filled that like we actually did fill ours with corn. Oh, wow. Uh, Jenny you sewed it all. Own. Yeah. Jenny sewed the duck cloth together. We filled it with corn. Did she hand sew them? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the harder part. People don't realize that she tried to sew them with the machine, but it about broke it because yep. it takes a really thick needle because duck cloth's real thick. Exactly. So. Yeah. I used to sell bags and I would include woodworking plans because the bags were the harder part uh, of the of the two yeah <laughs> so yeah we've had a few busts but we know how to make them now mm -hmm. and it's like and well it's we've had a few busts and then you have a few where like you're you have a party and people are out drinking and you forget to pick them up and you wake up and they're they've been on the the moist ground all night and you're like well these are trash now mold so yeah, yeah. um but uh yeah it's one of those things that a lot of people you know it's something that especially People my age here in Indiana and in Indianapolis, we've played it. We grew up playing it. We played it a lot in college. Still play it at backyard barbecues, family reunions, stuff like that. But, um, you know, we were talking earlier. Now they have these big national professional events, and you're wearing a jersey. Um, I think the best way I could describe it would be like if you would imagine like a pit crew shirt from a NASCAR event, like a lot of logo, a lot of sponsor logos, um, he's got his name on it on the back. It says Simplify. quarter zip. Yeah. The, uh, dry fit material. Yeah. And this I was watching on Saturday morning, one of the events, it was on ESPN and it was one of those things I, I felt like watching it is a lot like watching the winter Olympics because you watch a lot of winter Olympic events and you're like, I could do that. <laughs> like 
Right? I don't know why I'm not a professional cornhole player. I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I could do this. And then I start watching them and they're holing like every single one. Yeah. And if they miss, they're just barely at the front or they're missing on purpose to try to block somebody else or they're trying to get three bags in so the next guy will have to knock their bags in. I was like, nope, can't do that. Never mind. Yeah. That's those guys are insanely good at this. Some of the elite players, I I've been playing for twenty years, and I see uh, uh, seven time national champion is mad guy. I always say that he makes shots that I wouldn't even attempt. Basically, if the opponent has bags around the hole, he'll somehow still just throw it right through the hole and and leave the opponents theirs. So I would probably not even throw at the board. It's it's crazy how good. Uh, if you practice and practice. So that was the guy that I was watching that day. Are you sa- I was watching like the LeBron James of Cornhole that morning. He's actually beyond that. He's uh, uh, back when I started this, he was beyond better than everyone else. There was wow. him and there was a, like three or four of the guys that were really great, but really he was the champ and nobody could touch him. And now what's happened is the game's got more popular. Uh, people have spent uh days and weeks and years throwing and practicing so much that the level of competition is amazing uh the the number of people that are elite or uh as good i guess uh, or would be as good as he was years ago is there's there's a, a dozens of them mm-hmm. but he is still the man to beat so yeah he was he, playing against some kid that was probably 20 yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, and they were, they were talking, they were talking about this guy being really good. They didn't say that he was like the goat, mm-hmm. but he was taking shots like that. There was one, I remember there were like three bags right around the hole and the announcers were like, Oh, he's going to try it. He's going to try it. They were getting all excited. And he just basically <laughs> dropped it straight through that. It Swoosh. doesn't, I yeah. still don't understand how he didn't touch anything or knock any of the other bags in. Right. Knocked it straight through. Yeah. What are you, th- what are you thinking? Don't even touch the board. Just yeah, throw was, it to your partner. Well, I was really thinking like, what is he going to try? Like, yeah. what are these guys yeah. so excited about? <laughs> yeah, what, how, yeah. How far apart are the two boards? The boards are uh, from front to front is 27 feet. So okay. if you're at the front of the board, um, it's 30, it's a 30 foot toss. Yeah. So more than a three pointer in the NBA, but it's funny that, so every tape measure I've purchased in the last few years, cause I've broken a few, cause I have toddlers that play with them. I always buy 30 foot tape measures for the sole purpose to be able to set my cornhole boards up. <laughs> and my wife's like, why does it matter? Just buy a 25 foot one and put it. And I'm like, because it's 27 feet, it's supposed to be 20. I, right. I'm used to throwing it at that distance. If you make it shorter, I will be thrown off by it. I've never lost in my backyard. My partner, one of my best friends growing up, his name is Madison. We've, we're on like a, a, a burner. Uh, we're like 23 straight. So hopefully that doesn't end this summer. And that's purely in my backyard. Like we haven't taken the show on the road, but, and I, well, there's zero chance we'd beat anybody on TV. That's for sure. Yeah. The guys <laughs> on TV are pretty amazing. I'm trying to, uh, I'm, I'm, I was telling you earlier, I'm wary to make sure I have social division, uh, cause the competitive players, want to play so bad i could set up three boards in a in a circle k in fortville and they're going to show up and play if if they're just to play but uh some of my bigger most of our events are in indoor sports complexes and i get a lot of people that are doing great things in their backyard and on a big win streak or the you know most players um that's 
that's great if you get a big win streak and you play in your yard. That's how most people play um, before Colts games or football, baseball, et cetera. So um, they come out and they expect to do well. Well, if, if and some of them, honestly, it's great. I love it when we've had guys this year, especially that uh, have come out and they're like, hey, uh, you know, been following you guys on Facebook and we want to get in. And I'm always like, all right, well, you know, come on in. If uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, don't don't tuck tail and go away. You know, I'll I'll, I'll get you in on the next tournament. Or, you know, if it's if it's real, if you think you're in way over your head, the social division is uh, is a good time as well. It's just maybe that's where you need to play and build yourself up. We've had a lot of guys that were social players or, or just uh, average players that are at the top after playing for a while because it's the level of competition it's just like if you if you're playing basketball against a bunch of guys that you're so much better than you don't get better if you play basketball with a bunch of guys that are better than you you're gonna end up raising your game so that's what we've found it's it's fun um some of the you know and then it's fun because indiana uh every state's got a little pride in how well they do uh kentucky kind of sits at the top right now they've got uh really the uh, the the most of the elite or a lot of the elite players I should say, um, so you know we're proud of the guys that we have here too though. So Kentucky has a leg up because they don't have to spend any time reading or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we just we just killed Ohio off of our listener list. Now we're killing. Hey, that's, <laughs> okay. great. The uh, so you, we were talking about the bags they use on the. Uh, the professional circuit and you were saying they're not like the bags we use in our backyard. I mean, you could probably buy them. So there are probably some people that have them, but the ones they have one side for sliding and one side where it just stops. Yep. Absolutely. So traditional cornhole bags are duck cloth, uh, corn bags. So they're six inches by six inch square duck cloth is a kind of a heavy, so like a 12 ounce, uh, it's almost like a denim, uh, colored cloth. You'll have, you know, you're the red bags and I'm the blue bags, for example. And, and it's one pound of corn, and that's great. And that's purists, and traditionally that's what is used in cornhole. Uh, but uh, it's evolving a little bit. Um, I do a lot of, I have you know, several dozen rental sets, and I was going, I was throwing away hundreds of corn bags a year because people don't take care of rental cars you should see what they do with rental cornhole bags so they come back wet or uh they go to sleep and leave them outside and raccoons get in them so i moved my bags to a plastic pellet fill which is great so that's what i use on those now the competitive circuit uh you know competitive tournaments that we run are a new we call them like a pro style bag so it's suede on one side which is sticky so when you throw the throw it on the board it'll stop and then the other side of the bag is uh, like a denim twill and it slides fast so it, it it adds a it adds another strategy to the game for sure you can either push the bag with the fast side or try and block the hole with the the sticky side it, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm- I moved to Indiana, I guess, about 15 years ago, and uh, I was working for Exact Target on the Circle, and I remember someone came came over and said, hey, we're going up to play cornhole, you know, <laughs> and I said, no, we're not. 
Yeah, where were you playing? The <laughs> HR. <laughs> well, they got a top floor. They they moved out. Of, I think they're moved out of the building on the circle now. But on the top floor, they had they had it set up. I'd say I, I might have built those boards. I know you we probably did. did. We, we did a handful of sets for uh, Exact Target. Because because I, I a lot of because it sets. rings a bell now because I remember that they were professionally made and everything else. And yeah. and so the the funny thing is that's the first I heard about it. And then I started just seeing it everywhere mm-hmm. after that. Like I just, I couldn't, I, in fact, I got a buddy of mine that lives in the eastern side of Georgia and he's making them now for his neighbors. And, yeah. and uh, It's got real big in yeah. the southeast, yeah. Yeah, because for a long time it was really regional to so the Midwest Very because much. different areas had their different things. There's the one game where you throw the golf ball on two strings and try to. Matter golf. Yeah. It's the worst. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. washers, which is similar Texas. to Cornhole, but smaller. And it just, it's all regional. And now it mm-hmm. seems like Cornhole is really growing. And, well, it's a, I yep. mean, to me it's. Nice, comfortable, taking it easy. You're not going to throw an arm out. You're not going to poke someone's eye out. And that's not, the thing. I've run, yeah. I've run tournaments or not tournaments, but I've went and brought boards to um, senior uh, homes yeah. uh, and, and just put the boards like eight feet apart. Yeah. Or I've run them at I've run events at uh, elementary schools. Uh, basically, anybody can play. That's the right. thing. You just move the boards a lot closer together. As long as everybody's playing from the same distance. If you're 75 and you want to toss some bags and throw one back, you know, set them up. I've done, I've done events really all over the place. It's, it's been a lot of fun. We've done BCS title games and festivals. Yeah, I was going to, I wanted to get into that was some of the, some of the places you told me that you've done a bit events. You were saying that the BCS title game, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, that was fabulous. Uh, we ran, so the college football hall of fame used to be in South Bend and I can't recall how we got tied up with them originally, but we were running uh, college football Hall of Fame does an enshrinement weekend every July, and we were they have a big uh, astroturf football field behind the music, uh, Hall of Fame up there, and they would run a a barbecue festival and have live bands and this awesome party. Mike and Mike were broadcasting live, uh, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, they incorporated a cornhole tournament into that weekend. So I was running a cornhole tournament. And this is this is great. We're running it like noon on a Friday, and we'd have sixty teams, uh, teams from you know four or five states would show up. Uh, uh, but the representatives from the Fiesta Bowl were there one um, year, and I didn't know that's where they were from. They came up to me and they're like, "Hey, uh, will you run this?" you run these tournaments anywhere? I was like, sure. What do you got in mind? Yeah. <laughs> and they said, well, how about uh, Phoenix, Arizona on New Year's Day? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> I would absolutely love to do that. And we did that a, a few years in a row. And they it was a huge, at the time, it was sponsored by Tostitos. And they had just an amazing party. Tens, 20,000 people there probably. And music and just, salsa. just just incredible yeah a lot of salsa <laughs> and uh so what in the bcs used to revolve or i guess it still does it in the bcs was there um cam newton it was auburn and oh oregon uh, 2011 yep yeah i think it was yeah yeah auburn and oregon cam newton but anyway that bcs title game i got to uh 
I stayed, I just stayed Fiesta Bowl and then did the BCS uh, 10 days later. So I was in Arizona for a couple of weeks in the winter, which was nice. Yeah. And it was a great event. Uh, we had a huge stage, 30 Seconds to Mars is playing on stage next to my cornhole tournament. It was That's awesome. It was, it was surreal. I How do you it. work that logistically as far as like, I'm guessing you don't just put a bunch of cornhole boards on a plane, like as your carry on? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, well, I've done events all over the Midwest, and that is as simple as either fill up my Ford Expedition or uh, put them in my trailer and giddy up and go. Uh, for Arizona, what they did is they they have a lot of events for the Fiesta Bowl year-round. So what they did is they bought, they had me customize like 12 or 14 Fiesta Bowl sets for them and then sh and then FedEx them out there. It was pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, it was real expensive. <laughs> so then I flew out there and then uh, would hang out and run this huge party. And it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. And the BCS game's coming here in a few years too. Yeah. Hopefully you'll get point. that one. Yeah. So do you still do the Fiesta Bowl every year? Is that an annual thing or was it a one-off? It was uh, probably, I did it about four or five years, I would think. They had a weird uh, sponsor, political, something or another snafu that uh, somebody got real. They, they had to tighten the screws and, <laughs> and let some people go and, and whatever. I'm sorry, let me get okay. that over. Let's uh, see, so I could reword that. They had a uh, lot of personnel changeover that uh, they did a, did away with a lot of the actually uh, even the sponsor change that might have uh, might have also been part of it. It's not the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl anymore. Yeah, so. it's, I think it's a credit card company now, if I'm not mistaken. Well, one year it was some kind of combat sport or something. Combat sports? Something. Wow. Um, I don't remember that. Bullfrog. Oh. Oh, they're like the uh, Ninja Warrior competitions, but they do it for college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know what it is now. It's, it's changeover. Yeah, they do. It doesn't. <clears throat> it seems like the financial services and um, credit card companies have most of the big bowls now. Um, so do you have anything big coming up this year? Any big events outside of, well, outside of doing, you know, the nationals and stuff like that? What's exciting um, is... So I do a monthly tournament that's called a regional. So these national uh, organizations like uh, American Cornhole Organization, American Cornhole League, they have uh, $100,000 purse tournaments in July. So it's a lot of money. Yeah, you gotta get, you take that out <laughs> yeah. of your backyard and get going. Yeah. But anyway, so the the rankings uh, to qualify for them, you got to play in a couple of regional events and. The more you play, the higher and the better you do, the higher you're ranked, which helps your seeding when you get to these uh, annual national tournaments. Um, ACO is on their 13th year, um, and it moves around a little bit. It's been in Cincinnati. It's been in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. This year it's in Montgomery, Alabama. But, uh, you know, there's, there's big money in this, so I run a regional tournament monthly, so that the players will qualify, okay, uh, the points and get stuff. the points. Yeah. yeah. And there's ladies divisions, senior division is 55 and older. There's co-ed. And of course we do the social divisions. So it's, uh, so we do that. And then we're also, we do a lot of, uh, other events. There's, uh, different 
partnerships we've had around Indianapolis Children's Bureau and some uh, charity events like that. Um, and then the, the other big thing we do is a state championship. That's kind of fun. Uh, try to get a north versus south uh, team event, which is something most people don't get to play in. But you have five-man teams. Last year I made it. Uh, you had to have everyone on your team be from, I think it was north of Indianapolis. Uh, I think I, I think last year we did north, south, and central. This year it's just going to be north of I-70 or south of oh, I-70. That makes sense. And now five-man team, it's doubles, doubles, and singles. So we win two of your three matches and you move on in the bracket. It's kind of fun. But the state championships is going to be in June at a, at a new – uh, sports complex called Strive 365 in Terre Haute. Oh. Did I say Terre Haute twice? No. Oh. No. no. In Terre Haute, where we're actually running this weekend as well. It's a, it's a great facility. Uh, because in, in Indiana, I uh, prefer to do indoor tournaments because our weather is just too, too shaky. So yeah. the other... The other very uh, the other thing I'm very excited about, which ties in great with what we're doing, is I'm actually kind of transitioning Indy Custom Cornhole into Semper Fi Cornhole because we're not doing as much custom boards. It's not the focus of the business. We still do that. We have a lot of big clients that we do stuff for annually, but um, it's going to be Semper Fi Cornhole based uh, more on events. And a new focus on we're going to try and raise money and run events for veterans. We're going to do that locally. Well, really anywhere. And what we're going to do is at least, and what I want to do every year is have 20 sets of boards and we're going to load the trailer and this, the first destination is going to be Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. We're going to take 20 sets of boards out there. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to, to run tournaments in Jacksonville uh, right outside Camp Lejeune, raise some money for um, things like Vets Lives Matter, Semper Fi Fund, these uh, these kind of charities, raise some money, and then after we run the events, give the boards to 20 different deploying uh, oh. Marine Corps units that can deploy. I know when I was in Desert Storm, I could really use something to do yeah <laughs> i really really that's nice on the deck of a ship honestly oh yeah honestly and then and yeah. then and that's what we'll do this is the this is the this is an idea that we're just uh getting together now we're trying to get a good plan uh, get some funds together start ra- start getting some events locally and and regionally uh, to be able to fund getting all the boards and bags and, yeah. and and run it out there. And then if it all goes well, which I certainly expect, uh, get get all those boards to those 20 Marine units and then come back and, and start over and find, you know, uh, where do we want to go next time? Get 20 more sets of boards and, 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 and go to wherever. It's not Marine Corps specific necessarily. Yeah. Ultimately, um, ultimately, I'd like to... You know, as as it grows, I'd like to just be able to do more than once a year. Just yeah. keep getting more and more equipment and running events for uh, veterans and for um, you know, military, bringing these equipment to military bases and very long range. Since I know I'll probably never never retire, <laughs> uh, eventually I'm gonna have my tw- my last twenty sets of boards out in my trailer. I'll I'll just run around in the south. 
uh, in the winters and uh, run events at American Legions and VFWs and places like this. And, and, uh, it's just, that's hope. That's, that's my yeah. very long range plan is, uh, hopefully I can, uh, do events in places that I've never been to or places I want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, that Indianapolis isn't great. <laughs> so what do you, uh, <laughs> what do you think? Will you ever just make this your full-time gig as opposed to keeping the, the, well, I would like to, um, cause it's my passion. It's what I like to do. You know what? I don't, I don't mind running cabling and hooking up Wi-Fi and cameras and, you know, Cat six cable, it's a lot of fun. Not really, <laughs> but we were just uh, up in Wrigley. Yeah, yeah. that actually that was cool. Okay, yeah, installing a couple hundred Wi-Fi in a in a in a very high end hotel outside Wrigley was very cool. Uh, but no, I I think that uh, no, if I I gave it a run once, and uh, maybe I wasn't smart enough, maybe the time wasn't right, but um, I I couldn't. Uh, and really, I didn't know the right. Maybe I didn't have enough partners and people on board to make it work. The the margin on uh, you got to move a lot of boards and bags, and you got to run a lot of events uh, for what the margin is in cornhole, which is fine. Uh, I enjoy doing it, but uh, running tournaments is definitely my my passion. It's what I like to do. I've run thousands of tournaments. I love doing it. I uh, can't wait for this Saturday to run a bunch in Terre Haute. So uh, the opportunity to do that. And, and really the the greatest thing that I've been able to do with this business, honestly, is just dated. I didn't have a lot of of uh, expendable money to give when I was younger. I just didn't have lots of money to give to different charities. And, and who do I give to? I've got lots of different ones. That, but really the veterans – Charities like this, I'm passionate about it. I look, it's a, in all the other charities I've been able to do work for over these years has been kind of a, it's, it's been rewarding. You know, it's, it's a good thing to help out. Um, there's, you can't help every charity. I think that uh, once you're doing a lot of good things for a couple of charities that a lot of other ones are like, hey, you know, we want you to, so yeah. I try, I do the best I can to help as many as yeah. I can, which is, uh, you know, instead of feeling overwhelmed that I can't help everybody, I, I feel grateful that I'm able to help uh, a handful of charities and, and all that we've been able to do over the years that I really, without this, I don't, without this vehicle to do so, I don't think I would have uh, been able to. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's a cool um, extra, a yeah. cool bonus that I get from this that I don't get from my, from my other company. <laughs> so if somebody wants to jump in a tournament, where do they go to, to register for one of the regionals? How do they do that? Well, IndieCustomCornhole.com is our website. We've got a calendar page where we keep that pretty well. Uh, we keep that updated with what we're doing. But our Facebook page, Facebook.com, uh, Indie Cornhole, we update that a lot. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot of stuff there. And we've also added, uh, in part of this transition, see I've got you know 4,000 people that like my uh, Indie Custom Cornhole Facebook page. I just started my Semper Fi uh, uh, Facebook page, mm -hmm. Semper Fi Cornhole. Well, I've got probably, because I just started it, there's only you know, 40. So so we'll push uh, everybody there to yeah, right. like both pages. Yeah. And I know that I follow you on Facebook. And you have 41. 
All right. I just like to accept. All right. Sometimes you'll even post on there and be like, hey, I need somebody to come help set up and, you know, stuff like that. So that's one of the benefits of following is if you end up being like, I'm not really good, but I want to pitch in in some way. They always need somebody to come help set up the boards. And I think sometimes you even offer beer. Yeah. So. (laughs) It's true. We have done that. We've, uh, we do a lot of beer festivals. We work with uh, Indiana on Tap as a beer festival uh, uh, group that we've done a bunch of things for. And, you know, um, sometimes when, when you're dealing with people who have been drinking, I need to have a little more staff than I would for a regular sure. tournament. So yeah, I, I've brought, uh, four five, six people out for some of these festivals and, and, you know, hang, it's not a bad day's work to hang out, drink beer and tell people about yeah. the, the great game of cornhole, let them play a little bit. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to have them at a tech warriors. Yeah, I know. There's, we plenty could, of room there's a there. lot of room out there. We should definitely do that. So we do quarterly tech warriors events here uh for it's like fusing the get together the veteran community and the tech community um and we doug runs them once a quarter our next one's june 19th as of right now we'll have a speaker and then networking and it's i mean a few people have gotten jobs out of it been really good um a couple people have become members of the speakeasy and, you know, started their own businesses and stuff like that. It's been a great thing yeah, and we're trying to grow cool. it now. So we definitely should talk about bringing in some boards for that. Sometime. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get yeah. some speakeasy boards. Yeah. That Your would be, boards I, are, I mean, the, the price is great too on them, you know? So can you, through IndieCustomCornhole.com, can you buy boards or buy custom boards through there? Yep. Uh, although it's it's more of a uh, go to the website and uh, email us because it's made to order and no two sets are the same, right. basically. If you, you know, it's, it's just, it varies too much. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different variables, obviously. Painted, sure. stained. Yeah. Uh, How slick you want it. Uh, what kind uh, of logo you want on there? Uh, plastic uh, pellet resin bags or corn bags, and if you, you need make them, them for indoor floors too and deliver. stuff. What's that? Anything different for like making them for indoor, like on floors and stuff? Or uh, no, no, we clear coat. Uh, we'll either stain or paint ninety nine percent of the sets, and then we'll clear coat them. Uh, put several coats of clear coat on them so they can take either the sun or the weather or or the the uh, or corn bags hitting them a few thousand times over their life. So nice, yeah, yeah. Mine are about six years old, and I'm pr- they probably got a good two years left in them. <laughs> <laughs> right? I hope so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I am interested. So you've done events all over the country, and what is suitable for work? The craziest story you have from one of the events that you've seen. Wow. I'll tell you what, I've seen, I've had some crazy stories. You know, we, it's funny that people think, I'm trying to think of these, I got two stories that'll, that are relatable or or close. So people think, you know, cornhole, it's a drinking sport and everybody drinks. It's it's not, it's not necessarily true. Sure. There's a lot of people that, uh, that drink. Some people insist that they're better when they drink, that they drink and that helps I've met two people ever that that's actually the case for the other it helped the, balance the other 5,000. It's not the case, but, uh, we had a, uh, Christmas party. We did a, a, this company hired us to do a Christmas party for them. And they had, uh, four offices, Detroit and whatever, mm-hmm. four to Indianapolis and three other cities. And so they had these offices all come in. And they're like, we're gonna we're gonna do a team building thing. We'll have a blind draw from all the people in different offices. I'm like, well, that's 
that's a cool enough idea. What I didn't know is that they had a open bar for like three hours before I got there. <laughs> and and they paired people that didn't even know each other. So now I'm trying to start this tournament. And I'm like, all right, I need to add Joe and Angela. He's like, I don't know, Angela. <laughs> well, I don't either. <laughs> It says she's from the Detroit office. Yeah, I don't know her. I was like, oh no, this is going so poorly. But uh, the uh, the other the other story, uh, unfortunately, was a. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't tell that one. Okay, <laughs> I'm back and out. Yeah, I'm out. that's all right. So, uh, indiecustomcornhole.com or facebook.com/slash/indiecornhole. Yep. And. Or Facebook.com slash Cornhole. Yep. Is that right? So make sure you go like both Facebook pages. You'll be able to... We'll put them in the show notes. Yep. They'll Yeah. You'll be able to just pull up on your phone and go check it out there. Um, if you want to register for events or just keep track, maybe you just want to go watch an event before you jump in and start playing. It's, yep. um, and it's on ESPN a lot. Like yeah. They and they are. So. They're on... You said you had the time... It was Thursdays and Saturday mornings. Well, this past week, there was uh, ESPN2 had a Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. The next big ESPN event is the first weekend in May, May 4, 5, 6. Uh, they're going to be at uh, my home my homeland, uh, Lambeau, Lambeau Field. Oh, Lambeau. But uh, if you go on ESPN3 uh, or the Watch ESPN app, there's like 10 hours of um, coverage from that Vegas National, which is some really – it's entertaining. People don't – you know, like, oh, watching Cornhole, whatever. No, no, I was entertaining. Yeah, I watched yeah. – I was thinking Sur- like eh. – Search Cornhole on Twitter right now and look at all the comments where people are like, I can't look away. This is crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's like curling was in the Winter Olympics mm-hmm. a few years ago, and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah, and it's 100% one of those things. There's <laughs> probably better. people listening right now that are like, hey, I could do that, and go watch it. You can't. <laughs> I promise. It's, 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 it's high. It's, it, the, the levels get high. I, I compare it to, so you're the uh, one of the top players at SOM or some, your local oh, golf, golf course, course yeah. and you show up at the U.S. Open, and you're like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm ready to play. Yeah. Just well, shot an 85 the, last week. These guys. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These guys have been playing too. So there's, there's, if you're, you know, in our regionals, there's money to be won in the events I ran, I run locally, but you got to really get your game on if you want to show up in Vegas or Lambo or some of these $100,000 tournaments and, and win. You got to really practice up just like anything else. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're thinking, I can do this, then do it. Show up. Play one of Scott's tournaments and and prove us wrong. Just yeah. don't be Blaine's partner. <laughs> <laughs> He's there to win. Yeah. So, uh, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. It's uh, a fun episode, learning about something new, kind of taking a new path. Next couple of weeks, we've got some cool episodes coming. Um, we've got uh, Healing Waters coming up, and we've got Purple Heart 3 coming up. Uh, and then, like I said, in June is the next uh, Tech Warriors so kind of keep that on your in the back of your mind. Uh, June nineteenth, I believe, is the date right now. Um, yeah. In fact, if you're if you're listening, what I would really appreciate you to do is I just launched the Veterans Media site, so Veterans Media, and there's a registration form on there. If you click that regist- register button, um, then I can have all of your contact information, and we'll put you on the list to notify you of this event and then you know eventually down the road we're, we're going to try to pull in all of them on there so and if you're not listening yeah. you should still do that yeah so veterans dot 
media uh, you can go to and and just click register. And then don't forget April 7th is the Run is One event. Still convinced Doug's coming and biking or at least handing out beer. Doug Doug will be there. So this is your one chance to meet the famous Douglas Carr, oh, person, oh, nice. author, yeah. uh, father, <laughs> blue check mark on Twitter. Not runner. <laughs> Douglas Carr. If you want to meet him, come out to Run as One on April 7th. Uh, wear your Team Red, White, and Blue or your Team Rubicon or whatever organization. And then there's one other cross promotion I want to do. Yeah, you got an event coming up, right? Uh, well, we have an event, but I want to. April 4th is the launch of another podcast I'm doing called Hidden Indie. So, um, April 4th, all 10 episodes will be available. We did, we spent about a year working on this project, talking about how uh, Indianapolis grew an economic model based around uh, sports. So we've got an episode on the building the Hoosier Dome. We've got one on bringing the Colts to town. We've got one on the Pan Am games. That's awesome. Um, it was, it's a, uh, it's been a labor of love. Uh, Jeff Carl and I co-host that podcast and we're finally done editing and we're releasing it with a big party on April 4th. So Congratulations. Thank you. I know that's a huge undertaking. It was, I'm very excited to be done with all of that. And now we just have to promote the hell out of it. So people listen to it. So, um, put it on your calendars to remind yourself to, to subscribe to hidden Indy on April 4th. If you, uh, care about Indianapolis and want to hear stuff like that. So (laughs) if you you don't, just saying, yeah, like (laughs) if you don't care about the children, then don't subscribe. (laughs) That's fine. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We will, See you next week. Please visit VeteranCast.com for additional information. Subscribe to our podcast, and we'd also appreciate a review. God bless you, and God bless America. America.